Hey, this is your rock and roll ring announcer, Aaron Camaro, from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. And my awesome friend, Jimmy Street. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13, to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits, and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave me. What? 
ladies and gentlemen, welcome one more time to the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. And this week we've got Wolfie's in the Crossfire Part 2. Watch along with my good buddy, great friend of the show, Mr. Aaron Camaro, the voice of Crossfire, and honestly, just a great guy. How you doing, Aaron? Man, that's a hell of an introduction. I hope I can live up to it again this week. You know, yeah. you know, last week we had so much fun talking about Crossfire and brought back so many great memories of one of my favorite times that I was ever involved in pro wrestling and one of the best promotions I ever got to work for. And I'm looking forward to doing more of it this week. Yeah, we're going to have fun. What about you, Wolfie? How you doing, homie? You're- I'm excited about watching uh, the match that we're talking about because you know my my late friend Brian Christopher we we always had good matches with each other good matches against each other and and I miss him and 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 this was a really good one and it was just a thing where I was just I don't know I was burnt man and I was like let's just do this <laughs> <laughs> like I say Wolfie always leads me in the perfect direction here so essentially this is what is called a classic loser leaves town now you know Aaron made a great joke before we ended last week's episode he said is that why you moved to kentucky (laughs) and i will put that it took me a while to get there it was way after that yeah i'm I'm glad (laughs) to see you finally honored your word (laughs) (laughs) well anyway so he he literally a loser leaves town is essentially what wolfie it's you leave the promotion right yeah back in the day though it was you know expected that you you hauled up and 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 moved out of the town like you you were not supposed to live there anymore and blah 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 but i mean that's 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 you know not not exactly true but yes it is a uh where you leave the promotion but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen Macho Man in a Loser Leaves Town or retirement match. I remember against the Warrior, he worked a match. There's been one in every promotion as long as, you know, wrestling has existed, in my opinion. But, you know, right. some of the great Loser Leaves Town matches have always been just that the guy leaves, you know. Right. I think Ric Flair was in one with Ricky Steamboat. Some great matches all the way around. So, you know, do you have any fun Loser Leaves Town match memories, Wolfie? Um, I'm trying to think, man. It, it seems like back in the day they used to have them so much. But, I mean, you know, now and then, you know, once internet came along and all that kind of stuff, I mean, people know you're not really leaving you know what i'm saying back then they did they thought this impact up you all he's gone yeah (laughs) yeah. Yeah. it would go to a different territory so yeah and i think that that kind of speaks to how you know that that's a match stipulation that's been around for a long long time and maybe not to the extent it once was but it still gets used even up to these days and it's because it's a match and it's a situation with high stakes you right, know? Yeah, right. So that's something that a fan could get invested in, you know, because nobody wants to see their favorite wrestler leave the promotion they love going to. Right. So yeah, even right. The, the hair versus hair matches and stuff, you know, that you don't see that no more. Um, and, 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 you know, we had a very famous one. Uh, me and Jamie lost our hair to Tommy and Doug. And it, it meant something. It meant something then. But, you know, now it's not really like, I mean, I think I'm the most beautiful ball guy in the world, but it's not, 
not like a bad thing to be bald back then. If you lost your hair, you was you know laughed at or whatever. So yeah, right. Well, right. you know, and that just speaks to the kind of guy Wolfie D is because he also honored losing the hair versus hair match and has never grown his hair ever since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I grew it back a little bit. I grew it back a little bit, but it, I, I actually could not grow it back. So then that's yeah, that's when Slash had to come in. Had to, yeah. <laughs> Had to shave it. Wolfie well, D, you know, he's bald, he's in Kentucky, and he's living the gimmick. He is living it, baby. He's the king <laughs> of living it. Hey, and you know what? I always tell people when they ask me, how long have you been shaving your head, Jimmy? And I'm like, well, I lost a hair versus hair match, so <laughs> yeah. it's been a minute, you know. So anyway, you know, before we get to the Loser Leaves Town, you guys worked a match. It was PG-13. You guys came back together to work a match. Now, we watched last week the first match in the trilogy. Yeah. Then there was another match that you worked on January of 2012, which makes it the exact 10-year anniversary. But mm-hmm. then you worked on March 17th, 2012. It was just named Crossfire. You worked a mm-hmm. tag team match against Brian Christopher and your your old homie from the nation, Ron Simmons. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Ron, man? How great is he? Man, Ron is one of the coolest dudes you ever meet in your life, man. Seriously. And 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 he was just he was so good to me and Jamie when we were his rappers. He appreciated us. He knew that you know, we knew you know, there was an entourage, but me and him were the two ones that really made everything happen out there. And he and Ron respected that man. He he got it. He knew he knew we knew what we were doing, you know. And we would follow that red light. I've said that to you a hundred times. If I see that my ass was in that fucking shot. <laughs> it was awesome. Nice. And next time you get a chance, watch the 97 Royal Rumble, Aaron, and watch the guys. So Crush comes out first. You will see Wolfie and, and Jamie. They follow the camera, the hard cams. They yeah. are on it, man. It's amazing. Like, you will always see them in the picture. And then Crush goes out, and then Farouk comes out, and then you see the boys again. And it was amazing. I was like, they are not missing their opportunity. <laughs> nice. I was looking, yeah, I was it looking, should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's smart. But if you watch a lot of those matches where they were with Nation of Domination, and of course, we covered a lot of this with the Savio episode, the D'Lo yeah. episode. Love to have Ron Simmons on one day. That's in the bucket. You know, you were always the kings of that. And it was like you would always keep, you know, Jamie in the know. Hey, there's the camera. I don't know that you're saying this to him, but you could almost see the, you guys wording it to each other. Like, yeah. hey, he, hey, too. It's just like me. We just there. There was a you know obviously the hard cam, and then yeah. there was always a, a a cameraman down there. And as soon as his light would come on, okay, let me get in his shot. Because then if yeah. his light off, I knew hard cam was on. All right, let me get over here. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. At the point where you guys have that match with Ron at Crossfire, it'd probably been a minute since you'd seen him, huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I just saw him uh you know a, a few but a month or so ago at the big event and that was the first time that I'd seen him since WWF back then, since Crossfire. That was the first time I'd seen him since then and uh it was just good. I I love that dude, man. He's a, he's a good guy, man. Right on. Yeah. He's one of those road warrior like legit dudes too, you know. Yeah. He's, yeah. You know. Told the story on here where he uh, got in a fight with that guy in the bar, and <laughs> Ron had a, a sling on his arm because he legit. I'm, I'm telling you this to Aaron because I don't know if Aaron. Yeah. Oh, I've heard That's this a- story. Hey, man, I listened to the show. 
Yeah, yeah. It was, it's amazing. Yeah, he threw yeah. that dude, man, like a rag doll, man. It was crazy. <laughs> with his arm in a sling. Yeah. With his arm in a sling. Don't mess that's with Ron just, Simmons. No. That's, that's a real dude right there, man. Well, anyway, so you guys work him, and, and essentially, you know, PG-13 would come back together randomly like this. Were you guys just kind of like, hey— Jamie, let's do this. Let's get a payday with PG-13. Because, you know, like Robert and Ricky, I assume there's more money in the PG-13 together, you know. I mean, that's a a tag team thing. And, you know, that's the kind of shitty part about, you know, what's happened lately and how he just cannot stand wrestling and all that. When there's a, it's like, like I said before, I don't understand why he would be like this, where we put so much blood, sweat, and tears, as they say, into the wrestling business and then why would you not want to get paid on it to just go sign your fucking name why would you not want to get paid on that i don't understand because right now i think the name pg-13 is probably more revered than ever you know i think more respect is given to pg-13 now and it's that way with a lot of rock bands too you know from doing decibel geek i find like people really really love the weird motley crew album from 1994 with the different singer now at the time that album didn't sell shit but now people look back on it and go man that album really was killer right right kind of in the same way people look at pg-13 in the wave of the internet and wwe network people are able to go back and see this stuff and go man these guys you know so now more than ever when the the time comes to get the love and respect and adul- adulation. Why yeah. stay home now? Come get it. Exactly. It, it, but that's the thing, man. Like back then, you know, the Memphis people were the only people that really got to see us. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. they appreciate us. Now, with the internet and the YouTubes and, and all that stuff, now everybody can look at it and go, damn, so much as we're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plus, I mean, unless he falls on his butt slipping on ice, there's no bumps at all, man. You guys just... <laughs> Sign your name. <laughs> your arm's getting tired from it. So, well, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, with Brian Christopher, Ron Simmons, PG-13 in the match, you know, it doesn't matter like your upcoming, you know, matches uh, that you're going to be working all 2022. I'm just kidding, Wolfie. You, you tagging in and out, you know, you've got some awesome opportunities lying ahead. But anyway. To say one more thing about that tag team match, about how, again, you know, we talked a little bit about it last time, about how, Wolfie, you thought, you know, some of the, the booking was sketchy. But I yeah. think with this match here, everybody goes home happy with this. You got the Tennessee crowd mixed in with people right. who are obviously there to see, you know, the big name guys that are on the card. So you got the WWE fans wrapped in because you got Ron Simmons in the mix. You got the people, the loyal fans of Crossfire that have been coming every week because they see the continuation between you and Brian Christopher. And then you got the Tennessee fans that are there because it's the fairgrounds going now this is what it's all about right here you know you got pg-13 brian christopher if you're talking about you know looking at your audience and giving them something you know they're gonna love that's pretty damn good booking right there on that one i'd say yeah, absolutely. I, I just uh, personally, and, and I can't remember what we said uh, last week on some of that. But just uh, Marcus, I just, I don't know. I, I just uh, had some issues with him. So I don't know. But yeah, it's all right. And it was also, trust me, trust me, trust me, me and Brian, uh, me and Jamie, you know, getting in his ear and saying, hey, this is what we need to do. It wasn't just like he came up with these great ideas. So yeah, sure. Well, 
And that makes sense. You know, that actually, like you always do, leads me perfectly. This is a blow-off match. This is the Crossfire Make-A-Wish show at the fairgrounds, May 19th, 2012. This is the Loser Leaves Town. So I guess yeah. we're going to ask the question that we all want to know. I mean, why did you leave? Why Why did this happen? Do you remember? I don't know. I just had, like, I've done it before, man. You know, I've gotten out of the business probably three or four times. And, and then I might come back or something like that. But at this point right here, I was just like, I don't want to do this no more. Uh, and I don't know why it was at that point. I don't remember. But I just remember, you know, I, I want to be done with this for a little while. Yeah. I mean, had you heard something like maybe Crossfire wasn't going to stick around? I mean, they did have like another year and a half. of Yeah, we went for quite a we kept going for quite a while after Wolfie. No, it was just me personally. Just I just didn't want to. I don't know. I don't know. But then how cool are you to be able to go to somebody and go, hey, this is what I'm thinking. I want to get out of here and then work one of the hottest angles in the whole history of them couple of years, the whole run of Crossfire, the whole Brian Christopher Wolfie D war that goes on through the two buildup matches plus the tag team match and then into the big loser leaves Nashville thing. That is 100% one of the hottest hottest programs Crossfire ever did. My hometown. There's not a lot of people that I would have said, okay, I'll do this with. But Brian, we have, you know, we go back a long way. And uh, there's not a lot of people I would have given that uh, respect to. Well, I mean, that's a good point. Like Aaron said, you know, you did it the right way. Yeah. Thing I liked about Crossfire was there was always young guys. There was always up and coming Nashville talent on these shows. You were actually showing them the way right there. Like, hey, I'm Mm -hmm. going out on my back, boys. This is how you do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone, and you know, these days a loser leaves town match happens and then the guy comes back a week later. Oh, we didn't mean it, you know? You're right. If he comes back under a hood, that's a different story. We all know that. But, <laughs> Cyberpunk. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cyberpunk. That's what I was hoping. I thought next week Cyberpunks were back. But then I was like, well, where's Wolfie? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you guys had some excellent promos leading up to this that I'm going to play right now. Nashville, Tennessee. I want you to listen to me. Listen to me good. Because I got a little story to tell you. First of all... January the 14th is when this is going to take place. Saturday night, January the 14th at the Nashville Fairgrounds. It's going to be Grandmaster Sexay, Brian Christopher, in a match that I can't wait for. This is going to be a match against somebody that I thought was a friend of mine. Somebody that I go way back. Back in the business, back before the business, he's been a friend of mine for a long time, and I'm talking about Wolfie D, or as he wants to be called now, Slash. But for this little story right here that I'm about to tell, his name is Wolfie D. Now, last time I was in Nashville, I released a CD in the meantime, okay? You know, everybody knows I'm a professional wrestler. Well, in my off time, I've been producing a CD, and I might add, it's pretty good. Well, Wolfie D came down to the ring, and he, um, let's just say he threw a monkey wrench in my CD party that I was going to have there in Nashville. You know, he not only did he throw a monkey wrench in my CD party, he also busted me over the head with a microphone. All right, now, Wolfie D, you know, I know that you're a snake in the grass. I know that you're a a low life. I know all that, and that was kind of why I liked you, you know? But... 
come January the 14th, you're not going to like me. You're not going to like me once I get my hands on you, Wolfie. And there's no better place than in Nashville for this to, for this to happen. You know, at the fairgrounds, it's kind of, it's like my backyard. You know, Memphis is my front yard, but Nashville is my backyard. So I can't wait to get my hands on you, Wolfie D, in Nashville, Tennessee, January the 14th. You, my friend, are mine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nashville Fairgrounds Sports Arena. It's a little empty right now, but make no mistake about it, it's full of wrestling memories. And on January the 14th, that's going to be no different. We're going to make some new memories. You know, a lot of them I've been a part of throughout the years, and I'm going to make a new one on January the 14th. I'm going to accept the challenge put out there by Brian Christopher. See, he's, he's mad that I came out the last time and I rained on his little parade. He wanted all you to think that he's this big recording artist. He's a, he's a musician now, guys. <laughs> Brian, come on, man. That, that's my deal, man. I'm the original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging. Don't be hating because I'm spitting the truth. Still alive and in color. Bum rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap unlike any other. You see, that's my deal, Brian. You stole my gimmick. You and you and, uh, you and and everybody else. You know, but that's all right, Brian, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to expose you for the phony that you are. That's right. First of all, I'm going to humiliate you right in the middle of the ring but before that I'm gonna expose you see I've dug deep I've dug deep into your past and I've come up with somebody that's got a lot of dirt on you Brian Christopher Brian Lawler Grandmaster sexy you see what is that those are aliases Brian those are used by bad people because they don't want you to know things about them and we know you're a bad person Brian and everybody else is gonna know it on the 14th so you come on down there and you try your best to beat Wolfie D, but you're not going to do it. And you know, I heard you. I heard you saying that Memphis is my front yard and Nashville is my backyard. Well, guess what, punk? This is my hometown, Nashville, Tennessee. It's my front yard. And guess what? The front yard, it leads to the street. And the street is where you roll your garbage out to be taken away by the trash man. And on the 14th, Brian, I'm taking you out to the street because I'm going to show everybody you're nothing but a piece of garbage. Hey, folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right. Those promos are awesome. First of all, Brian tells a great story in his wolfie you tell a great story in yours they are not 20 minute promos these were good short and to the point promos you look like a million bucks you're tan lean your leather jacket everybody's seasoned veterans i guess that leads us to this watch along here this is brian christopher versus wolfie now this is a 17 minute and 30 second match i'm excited to be able to hear this especially wolfie and and aaron your commentary on this so if you guys are ready let's fire up the machines here remember go into the show notes click on the link it's the only one for this episode this one is brian christopher versus wolfie d in a loser leaves town match are we ready 
guys? Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to count it down. Three, two, one, go. Look at him. There he is. Big as a day. Are those are those pleather? No, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> <laughs> they are pleather. <laughs> and the fans, I- man. The Crossfire Wrestling Fairgrounds fans, man. Look, it's packed out, man. It's yeah. Out. That night, there was at least, there had, it had to have been real damn close to a thousand people in there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the great house, man. Great house. You know, the thing is, and I look back at this, and like, when we were doing USWA, we were drawing just like this, but they also had the bleachers that came down. So there was yeah. even more people there on a weekly basis, man. It was so good. But yeah, yeah. this was you know, this was the best thing that uh, I guess since hell TNA was there. I mean, this was the best thing yeah. going on in the state at the time, in my personal oh, yeah. opinion. Yeah. You know, we got it muted. We don't know what we're saying here. I think I'm <laughs> that guy always hated me. That just stood up. He hated me at some. Uh, yeah. Then him. you must have been doing something right. Yeah, I thought that was. That was <laughs> So you guys always used Rudy. Was he the senior referee at Crossfire, I would assume? I just I think Rudy's the senior referee into any building that guy walks into. Yeah, Rudy was good. Rudy was good. Respect. And a good dude, yeah, too. Yeah, I just knew it wasn't Jesse Fields, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Fields is a pretty good referee. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. We're and he was, he was on a lot of Crossfire shows, too. Yeah, he, he got booked, but I didn't. I don't get it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, this okay, was my, so. still holding that on me. My look here was, I'm not Slash anymore. I'm not Wolfie D anymore, but I don't know what I am. Look. Well, <laughs> Slashy the path, D. The path, the, yeah, the, the path to Cere- Cerebus was right here, though, right? Yeah, I mean, getting there. It was getting there. Yeah. And then, of course, Brian's got on the PG-13 fall collection, of course. Exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> you shut me down on that last week, but I had to get that one in one more time. You know, what's, <laughs> what's funny on this one is while all the talking's going on in the ring, I'm still standing down at ringside because I got to get the microphone back before yeah. I run all the way up the aisle back through the locker room, up the stairs, and hop on next to Hot Rod Big to do the commentary for the match. Oh, yeah. I love Hot Rod. Hot Rod's awesome, right? Let's yeah. Let's give a props to Hot Rod Biggs. Man. Yeah. Shoot, yeah, yeah, man. Hot Rod Biggs is probably, oh, man. I've I, I, I called go. a lot of matches with a lot there of people, man. Hot Rod Biggs is one of the very best. Jumpstart this shit. And this look one's that. actually our commentary on this one. I like that. Oh, look, yeah. no pass there. That's old school. No pads. We just took bumps on the floor. Oh, oh man, you had knee pads on. Thankfully, though, because that <laughs> would that would have hurt my knee right there. <laughs> See, I love this because the fans are so invested in this match because. This isn't just a hey, we're doing this today. You know, I see it on the card on your way in. You know, this has been a long, slow build to get to this point, and the two of you guys did it perfectly. I mean, you got to the point where, you know, half the crowd was cheering for you and half the crowd was cheering for Brian Christopher. You know, you guys really had it split, but everybody was into it. And and on this, on this video, it's not going to show it. It cuts off before that, but at the end of it, 
even though, uh, and, and I, I hate to, like, we're spoiling it. We already know who's going to win. But uh, at the end of it, the whole crowd started chanting, Wolfie, Wolfie, Wolfie. They, they were, like, putting me over for, you know, doing the job, I guess. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And there's Gordon but Dunway. I've been in the building. I mean, you know how many <laughs> matches I've had in this fucking building? And that's right. my home. Everything. Yeah, there's people on that crowd that watched you wrestle there when you were a little kid. Shit, yeah. there's people at the school with me out in that crowd. Yeah, I bet. I love that Gordon Dunaway's there getting his shit in. I guess he got booked. Oh, yeah. No, he's just. Here we go. Table. Boom! So, to have a good little fight this is and this is what we did man this this reminds me and in, and brian you know obviously was there this was this was uswa shit this is what we did every saturday night we fight right. crap. we do all this kind of stuff and this just I, I know these people were like oh yeah this is this is what we remember yeah no this is that's exactly what i was gonna say is this is like classic uswa right here okay yeah Good house, man. Nice. Yeah, dude. I mean, and you're begging him off. Oh, please. There's my Rick. Yeah. <laughs> no. It works. Oh, he's, eating. he's eating your fingers, man. <laughs> no telling where them things have been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Oh. Well, let me think here. Where's he at? There he is. Oh, laid him out. Good bump. Good bump. Yeah, that was a good. I used to have so much fun calling these matches, especially one like this. And I think we're we're setting up for something right here because that's two. I can't remember. I I haven't seen this in a while. I can't remember. You know what you look like. You look like a GI. You look like a G.I. Joe Dreadnought, bro. You look like one of the... You remember the Dreadnoughts? I've got to reverse this or something. Yeah. Okay, I was yeah. going to say. I knew we were setting up for oh. something. That's the Valley right. Driver. Yeah, Zartan dude. Driver. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. He kicked. he kicked. I'm here for you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Huh? It's pretty cool, I love man. Being it, though. It, it, you know, I was always a baby face in Nashville, PG-13 and whatnot, but I really love being a heel. Yeah? Yeah. You were good at it, man. You were good at it. Oh, there look we, at him. There we go. Yeah. Is that tough, bro, to be straight up and down like that? I mean, it has to be, right? Being on the receiving? Yeah, the receiving. Yeah. Uh. Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> His daddy used to hate it when I did that. He came to me one time and he said, man, look, when you suplex me, please don't do that. Uh, hold me up shit. <laughs> <laughs> look at them punches, baby. Them are yeah. Memphis punches right there. Crisp. If you, if you worked in Memphis and you couldn't throw a punch, you wasn't going to get over. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't yeah. And that today, I think me and Jimmy may have talked about this before, but all these people, th- they throw these forearms and all this kind of stuff. I can't stand that, man. Learn to throw a punch. Right. Right. Oh, you had him, Wolfie. That's a slow count, Rudy Charles. And I even hooked the leg, damn it. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hook the leg, damn it. 
question the officiating integrity of Rudy Charles. How dare you? <laughs> I know. He's even going by Dan Engler. Uh, What's his yeah. Here comes the here comes the Hulkster. Us. He's he's had enough, Wolfie. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. It's about to get sexy up in here. <laughs> His laugh, man. I can uh, still hear that laugh, you know? Yeah. Oh, that was good stuff, yeah, back then. Huh? Huh? Let me get a reaction. Yeah. What's your problems? <laughs> you are properly tan, bro. Look at that, man. That is a master tan right there. <laughs> That it's all bright? that all that money that Marcus spent on the lights. Everybody was tan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Boom. Uh, give me one back. Boom. Take that. A little slam. Yeah, There's buddy. one move in here where I swear to God, you you'll see. I about broke his neck. And it wasn't me. I swear he and, and you know he's not here to defend himself anymore. But I used to. I told him. I said, "Dude, that was you. You took it off. Stupid. You'll you'll see." <laughs> Airwolf in effect. Dive bomb. That, that is the ground level support of Live and in Color with Wolfie D is the Airwolf level. So y'all come on in on the Airwolf <laughs> level there. Four ninety nine you know, a month. I've done that move. I think one time I've actually hit it. I just used it for like a, a kind of a comeback move or something. I don't think I ever landed on anybody. <laughs> yeah, dude, but you're doing that in a pool now, though. Still fifty, as you say. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. He is so good. And dude, you are like in a snow angel. What do they call that bump right there? The snow yeah. angel? <laughs> Man, Brian Christopher was so over in Crossfire. Brian's over everywhere he went, man. Yeah, you damn right. Hell of a worker, man. Hell of a worker. And promo and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah he was. Absolutely. I mean, how could you not be when your dad's Jerry Lawler? Come on. Right. 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 <laughs> well, that's what I was telling Jimmy before this match. We're at a some kind of convention, and they got the camera on me, and they're like, go interview Brian Christopher. And he's just sitting at a table Look talking this, to a guy. Look at this spot. This, this is totally, it? Uh, totally my spot. I love that. It, it, Insecure me. I'll headbutt the referee when you do, then we can, you know, do a little something else here while he's distracted. But that's a, I love that spot. I've done it twice, or I don't want to say I've only done it twice. But uh, low blow. I did it for TNA too. Me and uh, uh, America's Most Wanted. Yeah, just a second. I got to ask about the low Watch blow. This. this is always a good spot too. All right. I'll put that in. Because if you could hear it. Oh. I've Full can of uh, Red Bull or something like that. It was actually water, but the sound of it and then the splash, the people just go, oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. Because it's like I brought sports. it to the ring with me like I was, you know, just drinking it on the way to the ring or whatever and then hit it and used it there. Yeah. But it's good sound. It's like a thud and then that spray goes everywhere. So, yeah, that was a good false finish. Cool. 
that's the rock star in the image that like we all that. see in that picture. You're drinking. It was a rock star energy drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, DDT. I just got two inches shorter. <laughs> you look, Rudy. Stomach. It's all good. It's all good. Rudy's still selling the stomach. It takes everybody, man. The referee could fuck your matchup, man. The referee ain't no oh, yeah. good. Fucking matchup. Yeah. Seen it happen. Here we go. And here comes the move I'm talking about. Watch Brian's fucking head. He didn't flip out, man. He didn't flip out. This is a, it's going to be a Frankensteiner off the top. But oh, he crap. Turns into like a Franken pile driver, man. Oh, gosh. Dang. Yeah, watch this. Watch this. This is brutal. So, oh. oh. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Did you Holy just shit. like, are you asking him, you all right, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He tried to blame it on me. I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> he, he probably should have got up on the top rope, in my opinion, but who knows, you know? I was on the top. No, he, he, oh, somehow, uh, you know, like, I don't no, know. Cause that, he, the deal is, I'm telling you, the way you take that move is you gotta, you gotta grab their thighs and you gotta spring out just a little bit. And he, okay. he did, went straight down. Okay. Well, you are the expert, so I'll shut up. <laughs> Here we go. So I wolf again. I'm like, I'm going to give you one. Uh. That's the macho man right there. Hell yeah, that's my man. Now, when I go to do this again, what would you normally think? That you'd miss. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I said... Let's do it differently this time because they're all going to think I'm going to miss. Yeah, yeah. And look how he sets up, lays back down. Oh, God, that nice. is a masterclass, masterclass right there. They need I to know that. that these days because you don't have to just lay there immediately. You can actually exactly. look like you're fighting. No, that was really, really good. Yeah, everybody thought I was going to miss. I guarantee it. I guarantee you they thought yeah. I was going to that's awesome. And now you're just like, I'm doing the winter leaves town. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he got? Who's he got? Always oh, got a table. Now, is this the famous USWA non breakable table? <laughs> oh, no. No, that's in Memphis. That's in Memphis. That motherfucker still. <laughs> Still probably uh, together somewhere at the at the Mid South Coliseum. Yeah, uh, still living. Go watch the Rock and Roll PG thirteen death match sometime, Aaron, and you'll see that table we're talking about. Yeah, it's amazing. They try to break it like five times, I think. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's solid, solid, man. As a rock. So here we go. Man, they... Oh, see, that's what I was asking. The nut shot. How do you do that safely where you're not getting hit in the nuts? <laughs> it depends on who's doing it, man. Okay, I got you. Go up uh, as 
is it sounds a little deeper, I guess. <laughs> okay, no. If you're no, the one taking it, you just got to suck them in for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> nice man, watching this back makes me smile, man. I really miss doing these shows. You guys had an amazing thing going for sure. It was like the cream of the crop. I think this is it right here. I love that determined look he has on his face, too. It cracks me up. He's like, I'm going to do it this time. The yeah. hip hop drop. Yeah. Explosion. Love it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I had to move. Oh, there's blood on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Not either one of their blood, but it was somebody's. <laughs> it, I think it actually was one of ours, actually. I don't okay. remember or what. I think it was just like a little back scratch or something like that. My God, that was a ki- that was a great match, man. That was a man, great I, match. I like I like that match. Me and Brian always work good together, always. Yeah. This yeah. is the cool Man, at the end of this, you know, I'm selling. He leaves, whatever. And then, as when I get out of the ring and I'm I'm headed back to the back, the whole crowd started chanting "Wolfie, Wolfie." It's like they appreciated it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And this was Here at the time Gordon. too, where Crossfire had really built a name for itself between the tribute to the Fairgrounds shows, and then yeah. what it was starting to do now. So we had a lot of the same people coming, you know, every single month. Every, you know, every time there was a new show, the same people were coming again yeah. and again. So they'd yeah. seen this whole thing grow from the very beginning up to this moment, you know. And it's right. like I said, it's not just a throw it out there kind of a match. This is a thing that had people bitch about nowadays, you know. Why don't you invest the time into these feuds and into these programs? You know, why has it got to be yeah. this to that to this to that? You know, let yeah. it simmer, let it grow. You and know, this is a perfect example of what you get when you take the time to build an angle to a huge finale like that. Right. And, and, you know, when I was looking at the end of that, there, a lot of the people in the crowd, those were the exact same people that used to come to USWA on the Saturday nights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So knew yeah. the history. And it there was it was more to it, not just crossfire, but the right. let's see, that was what, what year was that? Two thousand twelve? Two thousand twelve. Okay, May. so you gotta figure me and Brian been wrestling each other since ninety three in front of those people. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. Right. So I mean there's a huge history there and you know, it made sense to them. And and and, and the ones that cause not every week did everybody come out, but when it's packed like that, then people have been watching that shit forever. They've been watching right. me and They've been watching us be partners. They've been watching us be against each other. And so it was, it had a lot of meaning to it, you know? Oh, it did, man. And the thing that I loved about it is you guys had kind of, you know, been in similar federations, but you all had gone your separate ways. He had been doing the Fed. You went to TNA. You Mm -hmm. kind of gone all the way around. And, but you came back. It was like a circle, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah. You know, uh, did you all wrestle much after this match? Uh, let me think, man. Um, no, because okay, that was 2012, right. and then my last match was t- 2016. So, and I and, and when I when I left there, I didn't do nothing for a little bit, and then I went to that uh, TCW out in Missouri and all that. And uh, no, I don't I don't think we did wrestle much after that. I mean, we. Do you think? That could have been your last match with Brian Christopher. 
Uh, it's very possible. It's very possible. It's very hard for me to remember all that stuff, but yeah. very yeah. possible. Uh, very, very yeah. possible. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here, and if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Crossfire kept it going till January 5th, 2013. You know, I guess we know why Wolfie left, but Aaron, maybe you come in on this one. You know, why did it end? Did you notice the end? Did you <clears> see <throat> that it was going to happen? I didn't. I had no idea until the day of that last show when yeah. somebody... That turned out they knew exactly what they were talking about. Come up to me, you know, and I'm riding high and I'm feeling I'm like, look at this crowd again. You know, we're killing it again. You know, this is amazing. You know, this is this is going to be forever. We're going to get on TV. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait, you know, and and then, you know, I comes up and says, you know, this is the last show, right? I say, ah, what the hell are you talking about? Look at this. This is great, you know, but then I mean, there was there was one thing that really kind of set me off on on seeing the end coming near and oh shit it's been 10 years you know <laughs> when it all went down it was a couple of shows before God, you guys are gonna get me in trouble <laughs> hey I, it was marcus it was marcus man I, well, not, no no because absolutely it was marcus i've been in well this when long. it comes down to oh, the he's the guy that makes the decision at the end of the day of who he lets in and who he lets do what then if that's the way you look at it, then really you don't have no one to blame but yourself in that instance. But I remember going to Marcus the day I saw Mark Anthony at Crossfire and I went to him and said, what the fuck? Yeah. And that was the sign. That was the red flag. Mark Anthony. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I kind of remember something about that. I I just remember I I and I uh, you know I, I don't remember everything I just, I just don't but uh, I know Marcus pissed me the fuck off I know he did um, and I don't remember exactly what it was but I had seen it and it's I've told Jimmy this I've seen this happen a hundred thousand times man you get these people that get a good show going and then they fuck it up because they want to try to Marcus wanted to try to run himself when he does not have he had a great idea and a great vision and and let's put the right people in the right places but then you can't run it if you have never been I don't care what nobody says if you ain't been in the ring and you ain't learned how to do certain things and how to and I'm not saying wrestling moves I'm talking about if you don't know the crowd, if you don't know this, that, and other, you can't do it. That would be like hiring me to coach the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. You just can't do it. Right. So that's that's my that's my feelings on all that. And I've said that a hundred times. Jimmy's heard me say it, but I I just I I've I've seen that TCW was the same thing, man. That Matt Riviera and all them guys, dude, they had a great 
product going, man. And they had money behind it. But then they wanted to let their friends book it. Where yeah. have they ever been? What have they ever done? You just can't do it that way, man. You got to have people uh, that have been to the mountaintop, I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah. As far as promotions that I think came the closest that I've ever worked with, mm-hmm. Crossfire is easily number one. I mean, as far as, and I mean, I've worked wrestling promotions with guys that have been, you know, in the WWF and, you know, had that big spotlight and everything and tried to run a promotion and didn't get nearly as far and close as what Marcus did. Yeah. I mean, let me just read this list off. Listen to the stars that he had wrestling or doing signings or doing, I mean, listen to this list. So obviously Wolfie D, Jerry the King Lawler, the Dundees, Bill and Jamie, Tracy Smothers, Kid Cash, Road Dog, Jerry Lynn, Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, Brian Christopher, Raven, Dutch Mantel, Billy Gunn, Fit Finley, Al Snow, Carlito, Chris Masters, Mick Foley, Eugene, Sin <laughs> Bodie, <laughs> Ron Simmons, Chavo Guerrero, Chase Stevens, Kevin Sullivan, Shark Boy, Matt Hardy, MVP, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Gold Dust, Shane Helms, Colt Cabana, Rikishi, DDP, Jake Roberts, Scott Steiner, Bret Hart, and by God, the rowdy one, Roddy Piper. All of those names came in and around that business. Now, I know a lot of those guys were there for signings. I get it, you know, but at the same time, man, all of those people were in and around that business. I mean, he was trying. I'll give him that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never, ever, as long as I live, forget the day we got to spend with Roddy Piper. I mean, that was an amazing situation because he's out there to do his autograph signing and stuff, but he don't have nobody to really count the money. So I recruit my wife and I make her do it. So she gets to hang out with Roddy Piper like (laughs) one-on-one for like two hours. And she Uh, comes back and she's like, you would not believe this guy. You know, he takes the time with each kid. He's not just rushing them through line. He's talking to each one like he knows them, you know, and letting them try on his ring and all this stuff. You know, she's like, he is just one of the nicest people I've ever had the pleasure to be around in my entire life. And then my memory of Piper, and I'll never forget this either. This might be the greatest thing. I might put this on my tombstone. Got a big hug from (laughs) Roddy Piper one time. That's awesome. Intermission, I'm coming back through the locker room and here comes Roddy Piper, and he's walking right towards me, and he's got a big old smile on his face. You know, you know, I know, you know I ain't going to be running around the locker room telling everybody I'm big fans of him and stuff because I'm there to work and make money too. But when Roddy Piper's coming at me with a big smile on his face and he opens his arms to give me a hug, I go, what the hell? And he <laughs> grabs me and goes, man, you are so awesome at what you do. You know, talking about what I'm doing out in the ring and hosting the show. And I was like, well, hell, man, coming from you, I'll take it, you know? And yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And then because two people got to remember the Crossfire shows, a real big part of those shows were the section for the Make-A-Wish of Middle Tennessee Kids. And they always had their own section there, which so then when Roddy Piper's in the ring and he's doing, I mean, I introduced Piper for a Piper's pit. You know, how many people get to say that he comes out there, does his Piper's pit, but he's talking to them little kids. And at the time he had just beat cancer. And so he's telling these little kids out there that are sick and some of them are, you know, believing that they could be dying. He's telling them, you know, they told me I was going to die. They told me that this cancer was going to kill me. But guess what? You know, I didn't believe them. I fought and I believed in myself and I know I believe in you and you can believe in yourself and, you know, you can be just like me and beat it, too. 
and that's one of the greatest yeah. things I've ever seen in my life. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that is awesome. That is awesome. Or that's seeing cool. seeing Brett the Hitman Hart, you know, leaning on the railing, talking to them little kids. There ain't no cameras around. There ain't no reporters. Nobody to say what he's doing, see what he's doing. He's just out there doing it. What a guy. Right. Yeah, that's classy, man. That's classy. He's definitely one of the goats to me. You know, Piper is just one of those guys, you know. That's so cool, man. So I guess, you know, we know Wolfie, I know you said Marcus, you know, he shouldn't have been coaching in the Super Bowl without (laughs) uh, some good assistant coaches. But what would you guys say that Crossfire's legacy is? Like, what would you say in the, I mean, I know we're talking about it right now, 10 years later on a Wolfie D podcast, but what is the legacy of Crossfire? I don't know. I think it was a good shot, man. I, I, I think it was a good shot. But as I said, and, and just being in the business for as long as I've been in it and, and seeing all the things I've seen and the upstart promotions and, oh, this guy's starting this and he's got this. and But I, I can't tell you how many promotions I've seen uh, crash and burn like that. And like I said, it, it's what I said about you just got to have the right people. To, just because you start doing good, because that's what happens. They start doing good, and then it's like almost like they get the big head. Right. You got right. to keep the the shit with the people that know what they're doing. You can't um, start thinking you're smarter than the than the guys that have been around forever. You know, you got to listen. There's there's so many different um, facets to it. There's so many different facets to it to keep it going and you just can't get the the big head or you're gonna run out of money and you're done after that you know yeah yeah well i mean you know i think it might have been you know maybe you know to me it seemed like on the way that i've seen other shows you know i know hammerjack mark anthony came in and kind of ran another type of crossfire and stuff but to me it was like it like wolfie said it's just a throw a bunch of money at it and then it seems to either run out or maybe they just didn't have enough to you know maybe thinking that the business would pay for itself after they pay it no you're gonna lose money look at tna man you're gonna lose money at the, at the beginning, I don't give a fuck. You're going to lose money. If you have enough to sustain and keep it going, then you might start making some money. But right. also, you know, even even this uh, the, the billionaire AEW guy, yeah, I don't give a shit what they're doing. I don't care. You are trying to dethrone the the wrestling equivalent of the NFL, okay? Yeah. Vince right. is Vince. When people, the average person... You say pro wrestling, they say WWE. That's what pro wrestling is to them. And uh, and I don't care about this other shit. I mean, yeah, he's got a shit ton of money, Jacksonville Jaguars, all that kind of stuff. I don't think it can ever topple him until Vince decides to get out of the wrestling business, sell it, whatever. You know, you hear those kind of rumors, whatever. You know, if that's the deal or if he's trying to work with them, you know, we've kind of heard that type of thing. Like he's letting guys go just so there'd be some more competition, Monday Night Ward type of thing again. Dude, you cannot, the average person, you know, we we live in a little circle, you know, because we, we've been in the business and all that. We live in a little circle where we all talk about, we, you know, this company, that guy, this, blah, blah, blah. The average motherfucker does not know anything about any of that. And when you say yeah. pro, they think Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold, WWE. That's what they think. Right, right, so right. You cannot dethrone that. Without a lot of a lot of time, I feel like, and a lot of effort, and I just don't see it happening, man. Yeah. Because well. what did I say? We talked about it on the podcast with with CM Punk. Right. Yeah. He came out. He had that big comeback. What a great entrance. What's he done since? Right. 
No, I think they're trying to do a slow build with him, but honestly, with the big pop that he came going out real with, slow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going real slow. Yeah, you're exactly uh, right. Well, anyway, you know, just to say this, I love the idea of a crossfire. I'm glad we were able to have this show. But I think, you know, if you're talking about what's the legacy of crossfire, when I look back on it, you know, and it's been 10 years and I was, I think, the first guy that the two of them talked to and wanted to be a part of it. And I was, when it was all said and done, I think I was probably the last one standing there with Marcus going, what can we do to save it? You know, when everybody else had walked away and looking back on it now, like 10 years later, I think that version of Crossfire and what it was built to be to me, it was half wrestling promotion, half TV production. I think the goal was because obviously you guys know, he put a lot of money into cameras, put a lot into the lighting took the time to put guys like Shane Douglas and Jerry Lynn in charge of getting good promos out of people, filming a lot of segments backstage. And I think really, you know, people don't realize that they weren't just wrestling shows. They were TV pilots. And at one point we had a network. I think they were called Ion is what I think that's what they were called. We're really interested. And so the whole idea was do this long enough. Get syndication to get, to get picked up. Mm-hmm. So then, mm-hmm. at that point, you know, then see where it goes from there. But when you're doing it that way, that's a huge, huge gamble because you got to spend a lot of money. You got to bring in the people. You got to get all the right production and all that. And so the timing has to be perfect. I mean, you've got to get picked up within a certain amount of time. Otherwise, it's going to burn out, whether it gets stolen, you know, and, you know, it started up in Cookville for one event or, if you know right. it burns out on its own because money runs out so it's a huge gamble everything the timing's got to be perfect what came out of it was it was a good time to be a wrestling fan in nashville for sure because you know uh, absolutely there hadn't been nothing good at the fairgrounds for years and then tna was awesome but that had been gone for years so there was no real big shows there was a lot of little promotions around right. but nothing big at the fairgrounds and so right. it was a perfect time because they were talking about killing the fairgrounds and bulldozing that building way back then. And those wrestling shows kind of put it back into perspective for people of why they should fight for that and try to keep it from getting demolished. And for many years they did, you know, so yeah. we, we gave the fairgrounds, you know, new life. We put on some of the best shows that Nashville's ever seen. And I mean, I got to have the time of my life. You know, I got to do commentary. I got to do ring announcing. I got to, you know, spend time with, you know, in and around some of the greatest minds in our business, you know, and just soak up everything I could off of them. It's an experience I'll never forget. And you know what? If if Marcus is one dude, he's so determined and he's so smart that I wouldn't be surprised if he don't give it a shot again someday. That would put him in what's coming up next, Current Affairs, sponsored by (laughs) Coach's Corner Sports Grill. Thank you guys, as always. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on, man. You're the best. But now it's time. DJ, hit the music. It's a current affair. It's a current affair. All right, we're back with Current Affairs, sponsored by Coach's Corner Sports Grill. And today, well, we're going to go over some results from last week's Royal Rumble picks for us. So, you know, Wolfie, as always, is the least knowledgeable of the current. 
different product. <laughs> and I'm not knocking him. That's you know, He knows how to make a match happen, so you can't really knock that. So the results are as follows. Are you ready, Wolfie? Yeah, let's go. The first match we went over was the WWE title, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Right. I won that one. Roman Reigns interfered in the match. Bobby Lashley won the belt. Brock was actually a baby face in this, by the way. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that, that hasn't happened in a long time. So that was one point for Jimmy. So the second match was the Universal Heavyweight title with Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins won that one by DQ. And so, of course, the title didn't change hands, but Seth won that. So Jimmy got another point. I promise I didn't know any of these spoilers. All right, so <laughs> the third match was Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth. Aaron got that one wrong, but you and I got that one right. So that's a point for you, a point for me. We both picked Edge and Beth. The Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop in. I'm sorry, just Dewdrop. Becky Lynch won that one. We all picked that one correctly. The 30-woman rumble, you picked Mickey, Aaron picked Rhonda, and I picked Charlotte. Ronda Rousey won that one, so Aaron got a point on that one. And then on the men's rumble, you said not announced. So basically, I read the list off, and you were like, he ain't on that list. And you were right, because Brock Lesnar came in and won the match. Now, Do do I get a point for that? You got a point for that, yes. So... (laughs) Aaron picked Big E, which he barely even showed in that. I think they're done with Big E. And then, now here's what I picked, okay? This is how I was almost there. I picked Roman to lose to Seth, which he did, and then come back to the Royal Rumble and enter the Rumble and win it and then get a title shot that way. But the way it happened was is Brock actually lost his title and Brock came to the Rumble and won it and got a title shot. So I was just a little bit off there. But at the same time, I don't get the point. The total at the end of it in third place was Aaron Camaro. Thank him for coming on. Decibel Geek Podcast. Great guy. Second place was Wolfie D with three uh-huh. points. And first place, this was this was not rigged. That's a work, uh, man. Whatever. It is a work. You so say, you can say uh, what you want. You yeah, for, for the victor, I decided to give a million dollars too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm giving myself a million dollars. No, right. anyway, no yeah. Man. But anyway, good job, man. You you picked unannounced, which was smart. Of course, Edge and Beth and Becky. But you know, next time we'll probably do this again for Mania. You know, did, I don't. Did, think- the, the girls uh, did Ronda win the the girls thing? She did. It was okay. almost who won the guys thing? Brock did. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. If I would have, if I would have followed this, you know, like I don't. If I would have followed it, I guarantee you I'd have beat you. But that's okay. That's you right. probably would have, bro. But here's the thing: I think Aaron follows it more than any of us, and he lost. He was in third yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? I mean, Aaron really impressed me with some of his current knowledge that I didn't know anything about, like, you know, certain tag team title. I mean, I read the news like you, but I actually sometimes will watch AEW and I I sometimes will watch SmackDown, but normally it's on fast forward. But anyway, that's the Royal Rumble results predictions for the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. So, all right. Now, next up, the most important, in my opinion, (laughs) is Saturday night, you 
you actually made your return to the ring. Now, I know we did a whole show called Wolfie's Comeback, but that yeah. time has come and gone now. You yeah. have made your return to the ring. First off, let me just ask, how are you feeling, Wolfie? No, I feel all right, man. I mean, it wasn't, uh, I mean, there was a couple of situations where my hip kind of gave out, my knee kind of gave out, and uh, uh, Doug had shot me into the turnbuckle. And I think that was a a 20 foot ring. I'm not, I, it just seemed bigger maybe because it's been five years since I haven't been in one, but it just <laughs> seemed bigger. And that run from turnbuckle to turnbuckle is very far. Right. And you know, with my, with my hips, back and knee, it just, I don't know when he shot me, it was like, Oh shit. And then uh, I, I about almost fell down. I went in the corner kind of weird. And, and I looked at it cause somebody typed it. It doesn't look that bad as it felt to me like, Oh shit, this ain't right. <laughs> uh, so there were a couple times there, but most, most other than that, everything was good, man. Yeah. So I just watched it. Now, everyone, we're going to make sure it's on our Facebook page. We're going to post it on all of our pages. It's already on the YouTube page. You can go and watch it. It's Wolfie and Jerry the King. If you just type those guys in, you'll find the match. I was actually impressed, man. I didn't expect as much because I just, uh, knowing your current health status, and, and again, you're, you're a healthy man. It's just, I know you've got a lot of nagging injuries. Yeah. So. I was impressed, man. I really was. You took the heat well. I mean, really, you uh, know. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, hell, I mean, I got guys in there with me that I, I've known for years and I trusted. And so, you know. Right. We get it done, man. We get it done. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the experience. I mean, how was Jerry the King? How was Doug? How was everybody, man? Well, I mean, everything was cool, man. Um, I, I, when I first got there, I, I kind of thought the show was going to be a bust because it was at five o'clock meet and greet and there was like hardly nobody there. Then by yeah. the, by close to seven, it started filling up and, and pretty much every seat was full and there were even people standing on the, uh, the ramp there. So that was yeah. good. I think there was like three or 400 people there. I'm not sure, but, uh, they were loud. They were with it. Uh, you know, everybody showed me a lot of love at the gimmick table That's awesome. and, uh, and you know, uh, we did the thing. I think we should put that on there too, of where I gave the king his gift, which Already we all know there. now was a was a was a hubcap. So he had his own, and then at the finish of the match, me and him uh, pinballed the moon dog, and yeah. he ended up <laughs> Lawler busted the the hubcap. Uh, the middle of it has like a almost like a little glass piece in it. <laughs> I told him, I said, <laughs> I said, watch this middle piece right here, but. Yeah, anyway, he yeah, cracked I mean, his middle piece and the moondog's head was bleeding at the end of oh, it. Oh, <laughs> man, we got some color. <laughs> yeah, he got some hard way. Well, you know, I mean, come on, moondog, you got to earn it. The other moondogs were pretty tough fellas. So. Yeah, and he, the moondog, I've actually got a big, like, little, it's not a, a cut, but it's like a scrape or something on my forehead where he, he dropped a fist on me. And he's got a, I saw it coming down. This yeah. motherfucker's got a big middle finger knuckle. <laughs> it, fucking, it hit me right on the forehead. Now I've got a big scrape across my head where he hit me. And I remember when he hit me, I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Somebody might need to get him to the veterinarian. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So what I noticed, one of the things was, is it seemed like you and Jerry had worked together. Now, I know in the past, you guys, you said you've worked in a match against each other. But as far as as a tag team, you never had. So, but it seemed like you guys were, you know. You understood yeah, I mean, the game. when you got when you got the guys like us out there, I mean, obviously he's way more experienced than I am, but I, I do have the experience, and so does Doug. And and I'm not really, I don't really know the Moondog guy, but I mean, he did good too. And uh, I mean, it was just you know, we just went out there. We don't even. It's it's great to be able to go out there 
And, you know, the people appreciate you so much. They're really just happy to see you. So yeah. we don't have to go out there and, and do a Ray Mysterio match. You know what I mean? Right, right. And exactly. for it to get over because they, they liked what we did. It was awesome. You know, it was it was easy. And it, yes, I was worried because, I mean, my hips were hurting. My back was hurting. And, and Doug made fun of me all night. Wolfie, you're the youngest son bitch out here. And you hurt more than anybody. <laughs> and I wanted to tell him, Doug, I took bigger bumps than everybody. Maybe Right. Not but I took well, bigger bumps. Yeah, man. So it worked out okay, man. Just like I said, there was a couple of times where I got shot into the turnbuckle, shot into the ropes, and it was just uh, running was the hardest thing for me. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. be able to run crisply and stuff like that. And, you yeah. know, I just sold. That's all I did. Hell, you seen that? I only did a couple moves. It looked good, and you and you did what I feel like was an entertaining match. It seemed like the crowd was into it. You know, you were. Yeah, they a lot were of- happy to see us. You know, the, the, our match is kind of a nostalgia match. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, Give them their. I've had a lot of messages. How can I see this, man? This was my childhood, blah blah. And that's awesome. I love when people yeah. say that. And yeah. uh, I wish uh, I could go out there and and still do it like I did. But that's that's actually the first time that I've watched myself in my career and been like, "You've lost a step." I, I never thought that before, but I watched this, and I mean, I knew it going in. It's not. Right. It wasn't a surprise, but I, I still looked at it and went, "Man, yeah, you've lost a step, but it's okay." I'm 48 years old, and I'm I'm not unhappy about what I've done. Yeah, bro. I mean, think about it this way. If you've lost a step, you're still better than half the crew out there, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just don't, don't, if I can get my, it, all my shit fixed, I could maybe, you know, get back to closer to where I was, but it just, it was, I had to, I had to tape my knees. I had to, uh, yeah. you know, put braces on everything and you know i did what i could right and you know at that point once wolfie's fixed i mean brock lesnar roman reigns y'all come get some <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i, I love the I, I thought it was good the uh the gift presentation because the people totally. were they yeah. totally thought i was gonna have something in i don't know if they thought a snake was gonna jump out or it was gonna blow up in his face i don't know but they're like don't open it don't open it and then they we opened you, it man. and he showed what it was uh, yeah. you know, they popped and everything. And then the finish with, uh, me and him trading the hubcap things. I thought that was cool. So. Very cool. By the way, guys go to our YouTube page. It's live and in color with Wolfie D. If you can find our podcast, you can find us on YouTube. It's super simple. But if you go on there, I put both videos on there. So not only is the match on there, the full 20 minute match, but also receiving of the gift to the King. And, and there was a part in it that I thought was hilarious because you know, everybody's expecting to heal on him because you did that to his son, but mm-hmm. you go boom, boom. And that, <laughs> yeah. 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 Jump <laughs> and that was awesome. I thought that yeah. was a cool touch, you know. Well, you know, the biggest thing that I, I wanted to talk to you about is, man, I heard a, a special little guy was there to see you, Wolfie Wolfie D. Jr. How did he react, man? How fun was that? He that that was his first time because he don't he don't watch wrestling none of that I mean he knows that I wrestled and stuff and yeah. uh, so my son and his mother had called me and hey you ought to take him and I was like it's the complete opposite way I said right. I'll take care of you if you want to bring him yeah and uh, so she brought him down and he was so excited so excited and uh, they said he actually cried like when they were getting the heat on me when Doug was hitting me with the bat and stuff like that he cried a little bit because I mean he just don't he don't know right. he don't. Watch right. wrestling and me right. and him never really talk about it or anything like that because i haven't done it 
since he's yeah. really been alive almost, you know. So innocent eyes, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he uh he loved it, man. But uh yeah, then last night, you know, they were a couple of rooms down from me and Michelle and then uh his mother called me. He he got sick and was thrown up all night and then now I think she's sick and <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no damn that sucked yeah that but does he, had, suck. he had a good time he had a good time that's awesome yeah man so what i thought is i had to send diamond sparkles a message to try to mm-hmm. get this recorded for you but mm-hmm. i was glad somebody did so thank you to bambi case for recording this entire match yeah yeah that yeah, was yeah. super cool and i gave her credit for it on the youtube page definitely definitely cool. appreciate you bambi you're awesome for that yeah man i mean i i, I just I, I guess i'll ask this question because i feel like everybody's gonna want to know is there is there more in the future you think I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see. It, it, it has to be certain people. I, I'm not getting in there with anybody if I do it. And, and I, what I found out, you know, from doing that is, okay, here's where my problems lie. You yeah. know, so I know more now because I went in there kind of blind as of what can I do? What can I do? Right. And uh, kind of found out a little bit about that. And then I've got an MRI on uh, Wednesday on the, like, where your neck touches your back kind of the base of your neck yeah. uh they did x-rays last week and said i've got a degenerative disc up there too so yeah. i'm gonna do an mri see what's up with that and and the doctor told me you know i need uh i need surgery on my hip i need surgery on my other knee and my back and now possibly up around my neck here so wow. and i can't do none of it till august because that was when my heart attack was it has to be a year out uh we'll touch you on that so yeah. we'll just see man you know i did all right i mean i could i could feel like i said i could feel the weaknesses yeah. and i definitely felt like for the first time ever i just felt like you've lost a step but that's why I tried to make up for it with, you know, coming up with the idea of the present and right. coming up with the the finish and all that stuff. So I, I felt like I tried to make up for it with my creativity, but yeah, there's only yeah. so much you can do, man. Physically, once it goes, it goes. And, uh, you know, I just don't understand how, you know, Lawler's 72 years old. <laughs> and he's out there and, and i'm 48 and and, yeah. and and even and when doug said it i mean it made sense but man i'm sorry i just i guess i took too many bumps or maybe my ligaments are different than y'all's <laughs> i don't know but who knows brother I, I will say this and and let it be known i i thought you looked great out there i love the gear you had yeah look good you know you probably are going to be your harshest critic i think you know us as the wolfie d fans and and the live and color listeners i think we all appreciate being able to see you in the ring one more time and glad you're feeling up to doing it you know but we also want you to be healthy and, and get right so you know we'll just say with this you know never say never in the wrestling business right no no never it? say never i didn't yeah. think i was ever gonna do it again but yeah just the opportunity presented itself uh the money was right the opponents were right and so i was like all right let me do this and uh, yeah i came out alive man came out alive. Yeah. i'm actually not that sore today i really thought i was gonna be hurting today but you know like i said uh, yeah we're all professionals out there yeah, yeah, y'all did a great job, you know, and and hopefully we'll see Wolfie out there one more time or, or a few more times. But, you know, really with that, you know, that's today's show. You know, Wolfie said something about the gimmick table doing well. We also have our virtual gimmick table. Get a hold of Wolfie D for pictures and, and action figures uh, if you have any left. And then also Pro Wrestling Tees slash Live Wolfie D. Yep. You, can get, you can get all of our T-shirts there. Great prices. 
Yeah. And, I, but, and like I said, I just want to say thank you to uh, Casey Gold, who was the uh, promoter on the show. I uh, appreciate him for taking care of me uh, in, in every different way. Um, yeah, man, it was, it was a good deal. I, I was happy with it. I drove home happy. Yeah. That's awesome, brother. <laughs> Long ass you. drive, and I'm happy yeah. I got home, but geez. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad the weather worked out for everybody, and I'm glad y'all did good, man. Got so. pulled over once on the way back home. Oh, no. Yeah. Nah, but then we told him, hey, <laughs> it was funny because the cop came up and he said, you know, I pulled you over. I said, I'm really not sure. Yeah. He said, he said uh, you were doing 45 and a 35. <laughs> and I wanted to say, is there any such thing as a 35 anymore? <laughs> I was right. going through a real small town. Yeah. And uh, he said, he said, yeah, you're doing 35 and a 45. I said, man, I, I, I've never drove this road. He said, yeah, you were here this morning. I said, no, no, I wasn't. He said, yeah, I saw this car this morning. I said, well, no, you didn't. And so then Michelle pulls out her phone, starts showing pictures of the match last night. I said, no, I was in Jackson, Tennessee, wrestling with Jerry Lawler and blah, 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 blah. And, and then he changed his tone real quick after she yeah, showed sure. pictures and stuff like that. But he let me go and just, hey, slow down a little bit. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if you're not speeding in the ring, you're going to speed on the highway. <laughs> I, was going, I was going with traffic, Jimmy. Yeah. Of course, exactly. That's the problem. He, just, he thought he saw one. my car earlier or something. He said, I could have yeah. swore I saw a car look like black rims from Kentucky. I could have swore I saw that this morning. I said, yeah, yeah. you didn't see me, buddy. Yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't me. Anyway, well. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> well, all right. With that being said, man, that's current affairs for the day. If you want to take us out, Wolfie. Yeah, man. Thank you, everybody. Again, once again, uh, Live in Color, Wolfie D. We appreciate every one of you that listens to us. We appreciate our sponsors. And thank you guys that did come out because I know there was a lot of people at the show that said they already listened to this show. So Thank that's you. awesome, too. So Absolutely. Um, we love that, man. Hit me up on Facebook. I uh, still got figures, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. We got T-shirts. I got 8x10s. And I also am doing the combo with a figure set and an 8x10. Okay, so hit me up on that. Awesome. <laughs> All right, that's Jimmy and Wolfie for Live and in Color with Wolfie D. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise. This team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. That's right. It's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes, and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah. 
So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you don't. He got a cat for you don't. I got a cat for you don't. He got a cat for you don't. He got a cat And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging. Don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap. I like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD. And I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip-hop Been doing it like this since 92 Played low for a while when you thought I was through Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later Not here to play games, so you better be right You don't like me, so what? I really don't care All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped When I finish, I'll straight knock you out Please allow me to tell you what it's all about Gonna wind it up Driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.